I'm Shadi Sharif, and this is Cyborg. What do you want to be when you grow up? YouTuber, police, painter, firefighter, race car driver, president, pilot, Batman, TikToker. <laughs> when it comes to kids and their future careers, parents want to set them up for success. And there's a lot of different tools parents use to try to make that happen. But one really powerful tool is expectation. So we've all heard of the placebo effect, where in countless studies all over the world, a person will take a sugar pill, and then miraculously, their back pain gets better, their cholesterol goes down, and somehow their physiology actually changes. So psychologists have known for a while that our expectations are really powerful, and not only can they change our physiology, but also they can change our behavior. So in today's episode, I'm going to be chatting with one of my oldest friends from childhood, Tara Gailey, to hear about her personal experience with immigrant parent expectations. And then later, we're going to discuss the potential dark side of becoming American and its effects on generations to come. So Tara, welcome to Cyborg. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to have you on the show. So maybe we could start off with you telling a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you come from, and all that jazz. Yeah, absolutely. So I come from a family of immigrants. Both of my parents immigrated from Iran when they were young. So my dad was 16 and my mom was 21, um, and they both moved here to study and go to school. I was born and raised in Denver, Colorado, and I'm currently 24 years old. (laughs) Awesome. So we're both Persian Americans, and I think we have similar cultural experiences, but obviously every family is different. So I'd love to hear how you would describe your parents growing up. Growing up, they were very strict. They had very strong ideals. Um, They were not as open-minded as I wish they could have been, just because I think that they were stuck in the mindset of how their parents raised them. And obviously we have those cultural differences. Um, So they were very generous, very caring, and very concerned, but definitely very strict. I think a lot of people with immigrant parents can relate to what you're talking about. What were some of the things that your parents were really strict on? Education was something that they were very strict about. So having good grades, you know, being attentive in school, even so young as elementary school, just making sure that my homework was done on time, making sure that I didn't slack on any school projects, anything like that was always number one. And they wanted me very badly to be well-rounded. So I was always in sports. Um, I did swimming and tennis and volleyball. I was always doing something. And that's because they really didn't want me to sit at home kind of wasting my time away. So that was like the two big things that they were really strict on. That makes sense. My parents were definitely pretty strict about education too. Um, I'm curious, how did your parents encourage you to value that growing up? It was just an expectation. You know, um, I have really vivid memories of in middle school getting my electronics taken away. If my grades weren't up to par, um, my cell phone specifically was something big my mom always took from me. Mm-hmm. If my grades weren't good or if I wasn't uh, communicating with them the way that they would have appreciated as far as like education, you know, like not re- letting them know maybe that I did badly on a test or something that really upset them. But reality, it was just an expectation. This this is what you do and there's there's no way around it. Yeah. And I think that 
When it comes to expectations, people are people might say, okay, all parents have expectations. All parents want their kids to do well in school. But I think that in immigrant families, it has a different flavor. <laughs> and I'm curious what you think maybe culturally is different when it comes to expectations that people from other cultures might not understand. You know, I, I studied family relations, and I think it's a cultural thing for sure, where we are taught to respect our elders and not question them. Because they are elders, they have more experience, and we have to trust that they know what's correct, even though they might not be. And so that was that expectation our parents, my parents specifically had for me and my brother is, they're the adults, they know what's right and wrong, and we can't question that. Mm -hmm. And so definitely, I think that's how they were raised, and that's how they put it onto us as well. Yeah, and I think you bring up such a great point, because not only do expectations matter, but it also matters the cultural context that you're experiencing them. So I think in American culture and Western culture in general, it's very individualistic. So my personal goals and wants and needs are what are most important and most valued. Versus in Persian culture and other cultures around the world, it's more collectivist. So it doesn't just matter what I want, but it matters more what the group wants as a whole. And, you know, in our specific example, what parents and the family want. Family is number one forever and always. You do for family. You are family. That is something that always sticks out for me. And you know, whether it was birthdays, a random dinner, you know, you were always expected to be there. You were always expected to show up because at the end of the day, those are the people that are there for you. It's your blood. And, you know, you can find another friend, but you're not going to find another brother or another sister. And of course, not all family has to be blood. But for us, you know, family was always priority. And that's just like, the number one thing, regardless of what it was, you respect your family, you're there for family and it's family, family, family. <laughs> no, I totally relate. My parents also always emphasize the importance of family. And I think loyalty to family is one big reason why parental expectations in immigrant families are so powerful. Because what's so interesting is that when psychologists look at parental expectations for education, they find that they actually work. So higher expectations are connected with higher school performance and lower expectations are connected with lower performance. But when psychologists have specifically looked at immigrant parents, they on average have higher expectations than American-born parents. And what's even more interesting is that kids with immigrant parents have higher school performance on average compared to kids with American-born parents. And so I think this core value of family and loyalty to family carries more weight. It's really like, you know, someone who, for example, is brought up in a Persian household, we have a lot of respect for our elders. And that's a cultural thing. And in other cultures, American culture, which is the other culture that I'm familiar with, is they challenge that. Mm -hmm. They challenge that, you know, just because you're older than me and you have more experience doesn't necessarily mean that you're right. And we don't have that. And so that's something that is very unique to my culture and other cultures in the world. And, you know, you take that with you. Mm -hmm. You take that with you. Even now, I struggle sometimes with a random stranger on the street. You know, they might be mm -hmm. wrong. 
but since they are older than me I have this like need to please them and Mm. not upset them or not disagree with them (laughs) it's so interesting how these cultural values present in our lives that even carried into my college years I remember my college orientation my mom came with me and as soon as they said you know these children are 18 years old parents don't have access to their academic record anymore my mom was really upset by it and so we went in together to the um, registrar I don't know exactly what office it was but I signed permission over to my mom to have access to my academic records and did she check it once I don't think so Mm -hmm. but they just wanted to have that access to kind of where we are academically yeah that makes sense so you bring up college and I'm curious if you could talk a little bit more about that period in your life these years were really really difficult um, because my college experience, I'd say, was very different than my peers. And I went into a university in a program that my parents picked for me. And so I, I had a lot of resentment and anger. And so that caused a lot of issues because I felt, you know, even though I was an adult, I was still, for lack of a better word, being controlled. And we had a lot of conversations, me and my dad discuss this every single day every single night of I wanted to do one thing he was encouraging me to do another thing and ultimately you know he wanted me to be successful and to have a good future and you know not be financially um strained when I'm older and which is why they wanted me to study a particular subject um but that really affected our relationship because I felt like I wasn't being listened to I felt like my emotions and my feelings didn't have any importance or value And so that was really, really hard, especially being 18 in America. You think that like, I'm an adult now. I have full control of everything. And for us and for me, that wasn't a reality. Yeah. When I went to college, my parents didn't choose my major for me, but I think your experience is a lot more common than people might think, especially for people who come from collectivist cultures like we talked about earlier. It's actually pretty common for people to make decisions as a family instead of just one person choosing what they want to do and not necessarily deciding or discussing with other people. And when it comes to Persian culture specifically, there is a running joke that there are only three career options you have. (laughs) You can either be a doctor, an engineer, or a lawyer. So I'm curious what camp your parents chose for you. So I fell into the engineering part of that. (laughs) And so I was doing electrical engineering. That's the major that I got accepted into. And... The backstory is I was good at math, I was good at science, and I was good at the engineering, but I was not passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And already I was going to a school that I didn't want to go to. It was a commuter school. So I still lived at home. I didn't get to experience the full college experience that, you know, everyone talks about and dreams about. They say, like, the American dream. Well, my American dream was to go to to college, like out of state and join a sorority, things like that. And I didn't get to experience any of that because of the school that I went to. And I was one of the youngest in my program and I was the only girl. And that was really hard for me. And talking to my parents about that was difficult because they had the mindset of you're going to school to get your education and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't understand, not that they didn't understand, but they didn't hold value toward those other 
experiences that you gain in college, their goal was go to school, get your degree and move on. Mm -hmm. And so that was really difficult for me. Studying something that I wasn't passionate about, putting in hours on hours on hours into material that I frankly just didn't care for. And it was really draining. It was some of the hardest years that I experienced emotionally and physically it was it was really hurting me too. I felt weak, I felt sad, and it it was an ideal unideal situation. I can't imagine how hard it was going through that at the time. And looking from your parents' perspective, I can understand where they're coming from because they sacrificed everything to come to this country. And ultimately, they came here because they were seeking security. And they want that security for their kids. And usually, immigrant parents believe that higher education is the safest and quote-unquote easiest avenue to get there. But those high expectations that they have can quickly have a dark side. So when there's extreme pressure on kids and when kids start fearing disappointing their parents, it doesn't have those same positive effects of expectations that research shows on average. And that's actually where a really big caveat in the research comes up where psychologists find that when there's a mismatch between what parents and kids expect, it's linked with higher rates of mental health difficulties in kids. So I'm curious how you navigated going through college now that you were in a major and a subject that you really didn't want to study. So I studied electrical engineering for four years, which is pretty much the entirety of an undergraduate degree. And you know, I talk to people all the time. They're like, why didn't you just stick with it? Why didn't you just complete it? And I was so unhappy. And at that moment in my time, my mental health was my priority. Mm. And I could see how it was really hurting me. And so I kind of built that courage and told my parents, like, I'm not doing it anymore. This is not who I am. This is not what I want to do. I can't spend the rest of my life doing this. And a big thing that helped me get to that point was I did get an internship working for the state, doing engineering, and I was so miserable. I'd come home sobbing every single day after this program, and I knew that I could not do this for the rest of my life. Even if it made, like, an incredible amount of money, it was not worth it if I was miserable. And so I told them, like, I'm not doing it. I dropped my classes that semester, and I picked up some random classes, and, you know, now I'm here. Wow. Well, I think that takes a lot of courage to change your mind, especially when you're so close to the finish line. How did your parents take the news? Did they kind of see it coming or were they surprised? I'm sure they saw it coming because it was four years of me nagging and crying. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't think necessarily they were accepting of it. Um, prior to that, I was very fortunate to have my parents pay for my education. Um, And at that point, I kind of had lost their trust in my completion and things like that. So at that point, they said, okay, like, you know, if you're going to make this switch, you're going to be financially independent, which I was accepting of, I understood. And, you know, I had no expectations that they would continue to do that for me. And it worked out once I had kind of that weight off my shoulders of like, I'm on my own, and I can take care of myself. I felt much better. Yeah. And I definitely think that that financial investment carries a lot of weight and it almost might make you feel obligated to do what they want you to do. And it was almost a kind of guilt, a guilty feeling because I know that they didn't have those same luxuries 
growing up, they had to completely support themselves from a really young age. They had no financial support and they were able to get themselves through school and they wanted to provide for their children and make sure that we didn't have those struggles. But it it kind of, you know, it was like a a win-lose situation where, yeah, I didn't have that financial debt and I had an incredible amount of support financially. But then at the same time, you know, it was putting stress and pressure on everything else going on in my life. Understandably. So what did you end up changing your major to? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So I graduated with a Bachelor's of Science in Human Development and Family Relations with an emphasis in child development. That's amazing. It makes me so happy to know that you finally got to study something you cared about and were passionate about. So looking ahead, how do you feel about the future? Are you hopeful? I'm so hopeful. I am so excited for my personal future. I think I've gained so much confidence over the last few years of my life, and I hope that that just keeps building and growing. And so I'm excited to see where my career goes, where like what sort of family I build for myself and where I end up in the next few years. I'm really, really excited and feel very optimistic about that. As far as like my future generations down the line, I guess maybe not so hopeful just for the fear of losing their culture. So I can imagine the culture kind of diluting as the generations go on. So I do have that fear um, for the future, but hopefully, hopefully someone keeps it intact. Yeah, and I think you bring up a really great point, which is on how becoming more Americanized affects future generations. And what's really interesting is that psychologists have looked at achievement in future generations, and specifically in people who were raised by immigrants versus the next generation, people who were born in America. And they find that the next generation actually have lower achievement than people who had immigrant parents. And it really comes back to that idea of culture. And becoming more Americanized inevitably means leaving your home culture and that core value of loyalty to family. And then another thing that's really powerful is stereotypes. So in American culture, there are a lot of stereotypes about success and achievement, particularly relating to minorities. And a person can internalize that and it can have really negative effects on their identity in the future. Yes, absolutely. Um, I just want to really ingrain my culture into my children. Mm-hmm. It's so important for me. Um, I imagine myself marrying someone who is not Persian. And so it's my responsibility that my children learn their culture from me. Mm-hmm. And so I really want to speak Farsi to them at home only and cook Persian food for them, show them Persian movies, you know, hopefully one day be able to take them to Iran and That part is really, really important to me, and that's what I learned from my parents, and that's what I want to pass down for sure. I love that. Thank you so much, Tara, for coming on the show today and sharing your story with us. I really appreciate you taking the time and effort into talking to me and learning my story. And for those of you who want to stay connected with Tara, you can find her on Instagram and TikTok at Tara underscore G money, G-M-O-N-E-Y. And for those folks in Denver, she runs an awesome food blog called Denver Drink and Dine that I'd highly recommend. Intro music was written by Optin Akrami. And if you're interested in the research I referenced, you can find a complete list on our website at cyborg.info. 